Welcome back. Thank you. This is Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale, uh, episode two. Episode two. Uh, we are still dealing with the issue of the coronavirus uh, that is going on. Um, uh, but before we dive in, how are you doing, Pastor? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Trusting in the Lord and taking each day as it comes. That's good. Yes. That's good. Uh, this is with Pastor in the library. I am Wansa. We have Willa and Nathan on the cameras and Jesse on the sound. Uh, and in today's episode, we are dealing with uh, the two different views that friends would have concerning the coronavirus. Uh, on the one hand are those who think this is the biggest issue in the world. Uh, the world is coming to an end mm. because of the coronavirus and we all need to do something about it. Uh, some even going as far as to call the police to report uh, uh, some neighbors <laughs> or friends who might be out <laughs> after curfew because they're endangering lives. Mm. And then you've got people on the other end who are saying this is uh, this is nothing new. The same scientists have been telling us the world is coming to an end. They've been wrong before. They are wrong now. Uh, you know, we believe in God. Uh, you know, so they've, they've got this point of view where these guys are extremely uh, loose and free and these are extremely strict. But they have to relate to one another because we eventually have to relate to one another, whether it's in a neighborhood or in the church. Um, and so uh, when these two groups of people meet and interact, how can they interact in a, in a God-glorifying way um, that does not demean one another but has reasonable interaction that is showing love and uh, the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ fused in to that relationship? Well, that's, uh, that's a, good word, a good line of thinking. Especially when you say, how do the two relate in a way that is God-glorifying? Mm. Now, firstly, we must acknowledge that when the Bible describes the end of the world, it says no one knows. In fact, Christ, the man, would say only the Father knows the end of the world, mm -hmm. the, end, the end times. So we must now not begin to interpret the scriptures in, in view of what is happening. Mm. Let's allow the scriptures to speak for themselves. Yeah. But coming to people with two different views. Firstly, it's, it's good for us to acknowledge and respect both positions. This one feels this is a wasting, so we need to be extra, extra careful. Mm. While others are saying, look, God is sovereign, and therefore whether I die of coronavirus or not, Life must continue. Now, both have thought about it, hopefully, and have arrived at a conclusion, a conclusion with convictions from scriptures. Mm. But how can the two relate? Proverbs 22 verse 3 talks about the, the wise or the prudent who sees danger and hides himself. And then he talks about the simple, the foolish, that go and suffer for it. Now, if you look at Proverbs 22, verse 23, what he's actually saying is be wise and be careful. 
So the one who thinks this is a this is a serious thing, you must be wise and be careful. Mm. Observe the regulations, or the measurement, the measures rather put in place. The one who's on the other extreme must also be wise and careful that you don't live your life in such a way that you endanger others, mm. because that's what being wise simply means. Now, that it's easy for people to live in fear and think think it's because they're being prudent. Now, fear robs you of the joy you have in Christ. Mm. What well, being concerned leads you to behave in a careful way, but still maintaining your joy and peace in Christ. So we need to be wise and careful. Mm-hmm. Secondly, how can the two relate? Preach Christ to the hopeless. At least that's something both of you can do. Whether you've got different extremes or different views, but at least you can preach Christ to the hopeless. In Acts 16, I think the Apostle Paul, you know, the, lady, the young lady was uh, demon-possessed and then they were using her to sort of make money by others. When the Apostle Paul saw that, that was demon-possessed, they felt pitiful and preached Christ to her. So in this time, regardless of your view on coronavirus, at least let's agree to preach Christ to the hopeless. Mm. Because coronavirus is not the worst thing ever. Sin is the worst thing ever. And now I'm not saying you go in the world and preach Christ, that Christ will save you from coronavirus. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel is that Christ died to save us from sin. Mm. And then at the com- at the second coming, that's when he will redeem us from these bodies of ours, even from this world. In Romans 8, Paul talks about the world groaning. So since the entrance of sin in Genesis 3, the human beings and the worlds are both affected by sin. But for us, Christ saves us from sin, and therefore we must preach Christ to the hopeless. But thirdly, let's do good to the helpless. Now, we preach Christ to the hopeless, mm-hmm. and let's do good to the helpless. Mm-hmm. And in Galatians 6, we're encouraged to do good. Uh, and doing good means we, if we're called upon to go and help, in, even in cases of coronavirus, we who are Christians must respond because our hope is not in the precautions but in Christ. Mm. So we must, we must respond and do good. But also this means we can pray. We can pray to God to heal the land. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can do that regardless of our views. Mm. We can also pray for that God grants wisdom to the government leaders mm. that whatever measures are putting in place will be for the good of mankind. But also we, we know that uh, uh, we've, we are now becoming familiar with the term essential workers or, or, or the people in, in front, as mm. it were. Some of us probably know doctors or nurses or healthy workers mm. who are daily spending hours in fighting coronavirus mm. or as attending to people. Why can't we try and attend to their families? If we know their children, why can't we provide a meal for them? Why can't we bring them in? 
and see how we can take care of them while their parents are busy taking care of those that are affected. Mm. Now, we can do good uh, because that's what the Bible encourages us to, to do. So this is a way in which I feel if people respond regardless of their views, mm. it will be God-glorifying. So we need to unite, we need to rally around the the truth that we know and have in common rather than the smaller issues that divide us. Precisely. But you've brought a, a very interesting line of thought here um, in that there are a number of people whose lives are directly affected because of this coronavirus uh, uh, outbreak um, and, and the government instituting all sorts of regulations over it. The lockdown, for example, is one. Um, the church has people who are really affected by this. Uh, maybe they, they've, because of the lockdown, they are not able to work and they receive a weekly paycheck that gets them their food um, and uh, any other necessities that they need to look after their families. Um, is, is this another way in which the church can um, rally around those uh, those who are helpless, if you will? Is that, is that, is that another way we, we can be thinking? Precisely. That's another way we could, we could, we could think. Mm. Instead of us locking ourselves in a debate, the world is dying. Mm. People are hopeless out there. There are those who must work to end and then buy food. But now with the lockdown, so that we don't, they don't, the, the virus doesn't spread, mm. we can begin to think as a church, and the church is made up of individuals, mm. individual Christians, how can we respond to such situations? So it could be, I have, I have uh, two bags of milli meal, for instance, mm. and I know my neighbor, or my friend, or my brother, or my sister in Christ, doesn't have the opportunity or the privilege that I have to buy and store, mm. why can't I share with them what I have? Because remember, we must not just think of ourselves. We must think of others. We know of people that uh, get paid weekly, and that's after doing a, uh, some work. Mm -hmm. But if there are no such jobs, a lack of food will probably kill them first before coronavirus gets to them. Mm -hmm. So there's a way in which all of us, if we put our heads together, we can respond in a God-glorifying way. Mm. And what that means is that then we must now begin to ask ourselves, do I really know my neighbors? Mm. Do I really know my fellow church members? Mm. And which of those members immediately come to mind? Mm that in such times they are probably going through a difficult period than others. Those are the ones, Richard, call to them, find out how are they surviving, how is it for them now, and then see in whatever ways you are able to respond yeah. to, to them. Yeah. The, the, the challenge definitely is, is to love, uh, to not think of ourselves and our own uh, situation, our own panic. In fact, th these, these arguments over how serious the pandemic is is us focusing on our own individual needs whereas there are people on the outside who are starving who are in dire need of, of resources and as we think more and more of ourselves and our own issues 
uh, we leave them out there to to fend for themselves yeah we we, we get swallowed up in a small world mm. and it's because we've, we've we've had something to eat that's why we've been able to <laughs> to debate and interestingly uh, i think a few weeks ago so i had gone to game trying to get diapers for for my son but just amazing how they were running out because everyone now is trying to stock up just in case we don't know how long mm. coronavirus or this lockdown my my continue so let me just stock up mm. but you see i got there thinking the same mm. But I said to myself, if I bought three or four boxes, mm. which I'm, I, I can afford, mm. there will be that person who may also need just a box. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to be considerate. So mm. let me buy what I, let me buy in, in a way that makes me think of my neighbors. Mm. Because all of us are facing the, the, the same situation. Yeah. And so we need to be to be considerate. I think it's it's better for us to start having one meal a day than three so that in order our neighbors also to have a meal yeah. than for us to continue having three meals in a day and yet our neighbors are barely surviving. Now, I don't think that will be God glorifying. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, a very, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a hard place to end yeah. this session, but this section of the... Uh, of the podcast but uh but it's a it's something we really need to think about we'll take a short break and uh, hear from one of our partners uh, and then we'll come back and listen to the book of the week we'll be right back evergreen publishers has a promotional offer during this time of covid19 as people spend more and more time at home with so much access to the internet the threat of indulging in pornography becomes even more of a reality This is the time to reinforce in our minds what sexual purity means and how we can attain it. Evergreen Publishers will be offering Pastor Conrad Mbewe's book, Maintaining Sexual Purity, for 40 kwacha, and for the next two weeks, if you buy three copies, you will get a complimentary copy of your discipleship manual. This is a great resource that can be used to impart precious biblical truths, and with the extra copies, you can give more than one person while you enjoy the complimentary book. To get in touch, email the address in the description or get in touch with Biblical Christianity through any of their social media pages. Thank you. And we are back to Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. Yeah. That's uh, that's good coffee. All right. Uh, So what is our book for the week, Pastor? Book for the week, it's God's Unfailing Purpose. It's God and Failing Purpose. Now, this is a book that, again, I'd encourage in such times. Where it's probably, uh, we're asking, where is God? Uh, is this from the devil? Is the devil the one uh, uh, in charge of the world at the moment? You get to read Jehovah's Witness books, <laughs> telling you in control and the like. But this book, the author focuses on the life of Daniel and his friends. And he shows in the lives of those four how that God's purposes will always stand. And he brings out certain interesting aspects that firstly God's purpose in the lives of believers does not mean uh, avoiding adversity or suffering. 
Sometimes those are his purposes. Mm. But he promises to be with believers even in those times of adversity. And he points us at God's ultimate purpose is fulfilled in Christ. And all those who are in Christ are in God's purposes in terms of God fulfilling his purposes. But even those who are not who are outside of Christ, mm. they're still in God's purposes. And he shows how from in this book he shows how God used Nebuchadnezzar, he also used Belshazzar mm. to still fulfill his purposes and used uh, the Medes and the Persians mm. to fulfill his purposes. And this is a book I would if you are able to get a copy, you read. It's it's it, it's a book that needs concentration. Mm. So I'll not say it's a very easy read, mm. but it's not a difficult book. The author is very interesting in the way that he writes. He begins by either giving an example from history, and then he now he connects it or links it to the particular aspect that he's dealing with in showing God's purposes that will never fail. Mm. So what is our coffee in the library rating for this book? How difficult is it to read? So the highest being in terms of the very, highest being ten. In terms of being very difficult. Yes. Yeah. Now then I'll put it I'll put it at five. It's a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So coffee in the library rating yeah. for uh what's the name of this book? God's Unfailing Purpose, The Message of Daniel by Michael P. V. Barrett. Yeah. Five. You'll find information concerning uh, the book in the description, uh, wherever you are getting this from, where, wherever you're hearing this yeah. from. Uh, we thank you for joining us. This has been Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. Till the next time. Bye-bye. Thank, uh, thank you very much for sticking with us right through to the end on this Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale uh, podcast. Um, we would like to hear from you. We would like to get more questions from you so that we can address them in the show. And so you will find any email address or phone number, anything you need in the description below so that you can get in touch, send your questions, and we will address them uh, in future episodes. Uh, but if you do not have the time to look, I am willing to take you through it. You send the email to, I do not know the email address. What's the email? No, this isn't Pastor Studio. It's another one. But we would also like to hear from you. We would like to get questions, uh, comments. So feel free to contact us uh, directly and we'll address the questions that you have right here in future episodes. You can reach us on CIL, Coffee in the Library, CIL at kabwatabaptistchurch.org. That is CIL at kabwatabaptistchurch.org. .org. You will also find the information in the description. Thank you very much and we will see you next time.